Welcome to Bhavika's Chat Show. This is your host Bhavika Kochar. I speak to interesting personalities from different domains like customer success, product management, entrepreneurship and much more. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the third episode of Bhavika's Chat Show. Today we have a very special guest and of course he's a very close friend as well. He's none other than Jeremy Donaldson. He works as a team lead of customer success at Totango. Um hey Jeremy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. It's so good. It feels like I'm catching up with a, an old friend after <laughs> these last couple of years. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too and thank you for accepting the request to be on the show. I think we're going to love this episode for sure because it'll be all around transitioning into customer success and trust me Jeremy, lot of people these days they really want to come to CS domain from different domains like sales, mm-hmm. product management. So your insights on this topic would be would be very useful for the people out there. Yeah, I'm happy to share my story and my my goal is if uh one person walks away with that's actionable yes. that they can take then it's uh then i that's in my opinion a uh, success so i'm really glad to be able to be able to find the time to have this conversation amazing amazing jeremy so let's get started with this uh first of all we would love to know more about your journey since you transitioned from hr i think to customer success so how was your journey what kind of challenges did you face and and uh, uh how did you reach here at to tango as a team lead of customer success we would love to know that Yeah, um I would say that uh staying yes to a lot of opportunities that came along my way but yeah, yeah. so uh you know roll roll the clock back coming up on this year this July will be a decade uh when I started in HR um that I just took the kind of first opportunity that I had to get into the professional world customer success wasn't even on my radar um okay. but I had the opportunity to join and do talent acquisition and uh just through that just got to learn how to interact and work with people right help them understand what's important to them what are they trying okay. to get out of their careers um and just use that that passion to help people get to where they want to be um in aligning that with hiring managers so uh, i think there's a lot of especially if you are in hr and considering a, a change there's a lot of I, i think unique skills that uh talent acquisition professionals have that can that transition so for me it was just you know i stayed close i knew a lot of hiring managers you become yes. friends with just yes. about everybody in the business when you're in talent, talent acquisition mm-hmm. so um through that it just you know an opportunity presented itself to go to the our business side which uh we call back then would have been renewals manager uh, renewals manager um and it was just working with customers on more commercial aspect type things but it was great exposure in uh the conversation the art of the conversation of understanding what's value for the customer and um it, you know i initially thought like oh we're just renewing contracts but it ended up being so much more than that um so it was kind of that role sp- sprung me into kind of a we'll call it the uh customer success 1.0 the account manager um type function um and did that with small customers and then just through that had the opportunity to move up to larger uh accounts and then okay. um was able to make that true pivot into customer success back probably what was a 20 end of 2017 into 2018 okay. um where you know the function of 
of customer success. We really know it today, right? That driving right. the value, creating deep relationships and champions of your product, understanding what's really important to the customer, right? That's really kind of where the catalyst happens. So um, yeah, anybody who's, you know, thinking about a transition and right, it, uh, you know, HR, I would say is not one that I hear as often, right? Edu education, yeah. uh, you know, teachers is a big one, yes. um, you know, nursing professionals, is another one that I hear a lot, but um, yeah. you know, if you're considering a transition from HR, I actually think there's a lot of skills that are very valuable because you're already working with customers. You're already aligning needs between multiple sets of groups, right? You're reporting to multiple different people. So um, yeah, and how I got here was, you know, really candidly, it was just, you know, getting close to people and using my own internal networks. Um, yeah. So as the opportunities presented itself, it was less of me having to raise my hand for it and more of people knew that, you know, I had already shown the skills to be able to take that on and people kind of lifting me up into those roles. Amazing, amazing. And, and, we, and you mentioned a very uh, nice point, Jeremy, around networking, because that's where I think uh, uh, the key factor revolves. If you have your networks in place, if you have great connections out there, and of course, we have a wonderful CS community out there who's always giving in nature. Uh, if, you, if you make use of your networks, your connections, um, I think it'll be very easy to transition from one role to another. Of course, there'll mm -hmm. be there'll be some other things that'll be involved. Your skills, what kind of hard work you've put in, what kind of learning and growth do you have? But yes, a great network or a great connection resource can definitely help you in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Okay, Jeremy. So I'll go ahead with the uh, next round, which is called the rapid fire round. Uh, I'm very sorry, I do not have any chocolate hampers for you. But the day <laughs> I, I I visit US, I'll definitely get get one for Chloe, of course, and the other kids, and you for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's go ahead with the first question um, under rapid fire round. So, what are some best practices for building a resume for someone who's coming from a different domain altogether? Any best practices around the resume itself? Yeah, so I, I kind of gave this a little bit of thought uh, when you when you said this over, and I, I think for me it's um, before I would even jump into any major overhauling of a resume. Um, I think you you and I were just talking about this a little bit earlier. Is yeah. um, getting doing doing the research right? Um, you know, picking yes. you know picking companies, picking leaders, uh, picking even specific roles. Right, that you want and doing really deep dive research on what that looks like um, and, and then figuring out what those problems that they solve. Uh, I think a lot of times that what I see uh, a lot of people do is they kind of take what I call the spray and pray approach, which is I go to a job board, I pick 50 yeah. uh, applications, I take my resume and I apply. But yeah. don't do the don't take the steps to do the research on the company first, or look at who you know in your network to start those conversations before applying. And so, actually, um, I would spend less time on making your resume perfect and spend okay. mo more time on actually picking you you know who you know in that. Um, and then, as you network, you'll be able to figure out how, what your resume needs to look like from those conversations. Right? You can tweak it. Okay. You can focus it on those business problems that you're solving in the value that you're adding ultimately, right? It's good to be, a, if you're a salesperson and you're over quota, it's good to say that, but at the end of the day, how did you being over quota add value, right? To those customers true. that you're working with, that's the most important piece. True, true, true. I agree. I agree, Jeremy, because around this, I think I also posted uh, a while ago over LinkedIn, and I, I mentioned this, that whenever you go out for searching a job, it's very important to research about the market, research about the job, the company, the role. So if you, if you do not have your points on the table, the research around all these things, um, 
uh, of course you, you you can get lost right so at a later stage so first you need to do your homework with respect to all this research and once all this is done then of course you can start building the resume and of course there are many other people many other tools also which can help you with building resumes as well so that mm -hmm. that should not take much time amazing yeah. and i would say ask somebody yeah. ask for help ask right? even if you yes. can't pay for a service find yeah. somebody you trust especially yeah. who's you know has good grammar and punctuation yes. can read through yes. that that's Yes. um take that take the time um that's certainly something that's helped me in my career and and you know you need to take the first kind of pass at it but having true. those people in your corner helps out true. a lot too true i agree i definitely agree there with you cool so jeremy let's go ahead with the second question um when transitioning from multiple career paths how can uh, people convince their interviewer if they found their sweet spot because of course the interviewer might ask such a question that you're transitioning from domain a to domain b and tomorrow you might want to transition from b to c so how do you know mm -hmm. that now this is where you would really want to be and this is your sweet mm -hmm. spot yeah yeah this is you know in interviewing is is super hard uh yes. super competitive um i think for me uh when i think about that question of how do you you know show the value or show that you're you're for real um you know uh right. in my 90s and 90s child showing you know using the for real <laughs> but um you right. know the one that i think for me when i think about that question it comes down to understanding um kind of what i like to ask in interviews is what's your why right it's i'm as an interviewer and a hiring manager less concerned about you making multiple pivots right you did project management you did sales you know sales development right you did hr you were in technical support I think it's less about that and it's more of how did that though doing those roles help you get to what you are passionate about and for me i want to be able i want to understand you as the person behind the questions that you're asking by behind the answers right what motivates you what's your what's your passion um actually example of somebody that i i networked with probably two or three months ago and um it was a great conversation and she shared I asked her, I said, what, where do you want to be, right? What's your passion about? And, and yeah. she um, shared with me for almost 15 minutes about her background of wanting to be in, in ed, the ed tech space, right? And wanting to yeah. help customers, you know, and use learning to enable their workforce. And for me, that, that told me everything that I needed to know, right? It told me who right. I could connect her with, right? Even though I didn't have a role for her, it, uh, it helped me understand, right? if I could put this person in any job tomorrow, that's what it would yes. be. And so I think for me, it's, you know, you do, you're going to do your greatest convincing to an interviewer. If you, if you spend more time on showing how those roles and they are going to okay. enable you to be successful in your passion, than trying to justify why you took a pivot in your career, right? You, you know, create a story that ties all of those things together as opposed to Trying to justify what your past looks like you don't need to justify your past your past is what it is uh, but you can use your past to uh, enable you know enable your future definitely amazing amazing there genuine i think in life also that holds true uh what's gone is gone but uh what's there in this current moment with you is you have the power on and of course you can create a wonderful future if you uh, mm -hmm. make it of the best use so thank you so much jeremy for uh, giving us those insights um moving ahead with the third question uh, should people change career paths according to their love for that career or should they consider things such as salary hikes or market hype like what kind of motivation should actually a person should have when he's thinking of changing from one domain to another 
Yeah, I think this is going to sound cliche, right? <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I, for me, it's I've heard this over and over again, and I've I've lived through you know experiences where this has been very true and where it's not. But yeah. um, whenever you're considering a career change, right, understanding you know what what's driving that change, and then find and in my opinion, find somebody that you look up to, right? Find a leader who's going to enable you to be great, regardless of the role. There are people yeah. who are not in the roles that they want to be in, but work for people who yes. they truly believe is the great possible leader and, and get more out of them in a role that maybe not be 100% aligned to their passion just because they work for people who genuinely care. Um, so my, my opinion, right, if, if you are in a position in your life where mm -hmm. salary does not have to be the biggest factor, I would, you know, just pick things that, right, pick things that you're, you know, pick company that you're going to be passionate about, pick an industry you want to be in, pick a role that you want to be in. Um, importantly, work for somebody who's going to care for you yeah. and is going to want to enable your success uh, more than yes. anything else. If you're not in a position where, you know, salary salary has to be the most important thing, then, yeah. um, then yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to downplay, right? Everybody's got, you got to pay for, you have to put food on your table. You got to pay for your bills that you have. But, um, you know, if, if you can, and you know, it where possible, right. Pick, pick a leader over your salary a hundred percent of the time. I don't think you should have to sacrifice one yeah. or the other. Um, but you know, if you're, if you don't, if you're not working for a leader that you're, you're passionate about, that's where I would start, right. Find somebody you respect, um, yes. and talk to them first, right? They may not be able to hire you, but, you know, usually great leaders know how to identify yeah. other great leaders that can help yes. put, you know, again, coming back to that networking piece. So it's a tough question to answer, um, you know, <laughs> candidly, because I can't, I can't tell you, right, yeah. put salary aside, because maybe that's the only thing keeping you, you know, keeping food on your table right now. So, um, but, you know, where you can pick a leader. Correct. I think I think it depends, Jeremy. Like you just mentioned, that uh, if you feel like that uh, uh, salary is not such a big criteria, then of course go ahead with uh, the organization's vision, the leader that will be working with, because those are the things that can actually help you learn more in your career, right? So I think I agree with you there. And in my uh, career trajectory, also Jeremy, trust me, where I thought that okay, salary is not such a big important factor here. I, uh, I I looked upon things like how much would I be able to learn here? How would my growth look like? Because that's how that that is what will play the major role in the longer run. And salary, yeah. of course, what I believe, Jeremy, if you have the right skills, if you have the right learning attitude, uh, money would come for sure today or tomorrow. It's just about mm -hmm. being on the right path and uh, learning something or the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great, great feedback. Awesome. Let's go ahead with the last question. Um, can you name some transferable skills which can help one change careers? Yeah. So for customer success, I think it's interesting, right? We, we talk about how CSMs focus on yes. driving value for your customers, right? Identifying yes. their outcomes and then, you know, driving a journey that's going to help them get there. Um, I think if, if you, if I really sat down and, and mapped out every role that I, of every person I've ever talked to, there's always something, right? Project managers looking to come over, um, being able to manage things to timeframes. And I love project management is probably the one thing that I think about a lot is the ability to work backwards, True. right? Take, taking the end in mind. 
yes. creating a journey backwards to to the start. So, right, if your project manager is thinking about that, right, you've got already got, I think, in my opinion, a great skill set. Um, consult if you're in kind of that consulting realm, right? You, you're already thinking with that strategic mindset, right? And can naturally, right? If uh, again, CS is different for every organization, so yes. I'll caveat yes. that. But um, you know, true. CSMs, right? Having that strategic mindset of enabling customers is there. Um, right. I think if you're in any role that you're doing, right? I was in talent acquisition before I came over here. And I think um, the things that I would be, you know, as I'm engaging with customers, right? Um, mm -hmm. Is aiming for, you know, aiming for good, not for perfection, meaning like having the ability to speak with confidence, even if you don't know the answer. That doesn't mean that you make something up, but. Yeah you enable the customer to say, you know what, I don't know the answer to that, but here's my plan of how to find that out for you and outlining what that looks like. I think also, right, being able to connect and especially in this day and age, right, we're in still in COVID as you shared earlier, right, there's, yes. you know, so parts of the world are, you know, still going through lockdowns, right, and being able yes. to talk with empathy with those people is, is, is huge, right. Um, I think another skill set we don't talk a about a lot is, you know, CSMs deal with a lot of delivering a lot of bad news, right? We're not going to do that enhancement request, or we don't yeah. have the resources to, to pull that on. Um, or, you know what, that bug fix is going to take a long time to, um, you know, to address and sure. having the ability to deliver, you know, that bad news in a way that, um, you know, gently lets the customer down, but then also enables, enables the conversation to, um, say, hey, let's investigate maybe how we can work around this. Um, I think that's what it's looked like. But anyway, whatever, whatever skill set you're looking at, whether it's empathy, whether it's confidence, whether you know, you're taking a project management skill, um, regardless of what it is, take it from take take that skill and step out of yourself and look at what you have from a third person perspective. Or better yet, if you have people you know, are willing to give that very candid feedback, ask those people about those skills in your life and get them to say, hey, this is where you could articulate this better. Here's where you can improve. That's what's going to help move the needle. Um, isn't necessarily your perspective on those skills, but what do those around you and how much do they value, you know, those skills uh, when you enter the conversation? Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jeremy. And uh, with this, of course, we've come to the end of uh, rapid fire round as well. Coming to the next round where we are, where I'll be asking you three W's, which is the three uh, W questions. Uh, with the first question, your favorite CS book and why? Yeah, great question. Well, it's always the next one, right? So uh, we're, all, <laughs> we're always supposed to be learning. Um, actually, I'll just share the one that I'm actually working on. I'm actually okay. reading through right now. Um, it's actually, uh, it's the Farm Dump, uh, Not Hunt by by Guy. And it's, uh, it's actually, it's, a, it's really, I think, in my opinion, it's probably one of the simplest breakdowns of, of customer okay. success, right? It's not overcomplicating. It uses a lot of analogies to explain what we do. Uh, what it, what it, um, how customer success and functions, right? It's one of the earlier books in CS to have come out. So uh, for me right now, it's it. I, I love it, in, and I'm going to talk about this here in a minute. Right around, um, you know, I think CS. Uh, there's a lot of things that you know as a journey, you know, elongates. Right, it's going to add complexity, but I also think that there we need things like this to help remind people customer success at its core actually can be really simple uh, right when you're starting it can be really simple and driving that value um but you know from here right i was actually um and i will share this with you after but um actually got a list of kind of the kind of uh, somebody published kind of a top 10 books 
Um, and there's actually a couple of new ones that are on there that I hadn't seen before, right? Um, you know, okay. everybody, you know, talks about onboarding matters or the seven pillars yes. of CS by Wayne, yes. right? Those are all, those are books that, you know, I'm either working through or on my list to read this year, but there's actually some new ones, right? There was one that was like CS for startups, right? Yes. How to build a CS that, um, so for me, like, I want to check that one out because I work with a lot of customers who are in their infancy of CS and, uh, you know, might, might have things that, you know, not coming from a startup world might be able to, you know, lend and offer that perspective. Amazing. Amazing. I, I, I think I also need to get this book. I'll order this right away this night <laughs> so that I get this book soon. I'm looking forward to uh, reading. And of course, reading helps you gives more, give you more perspectives also, Jeremy, because uh, you read a lot and then you'll, you'll be able to understand, okay, that's what that person must have thought. Okay, that must that, that's what the person has written about. And when you read mm -hmm. a lot, you your mind opens towards many things. And of course, this book, I, I am definitely going to get it for sure. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, next question. Uh, what do you think uh, CS will look like in 2022? Of course, this is a very um, uh, important question that's been asked everywhere. And I really want you to know that what's your opinion like on this? Yeah, there is two things that immediately jumped to mind. One that we're already seeing and one that I've kind of referenced a couple of times throughout our conversation, and that is community-led CS, right? We're already seeing it with yes. uh, Gainsight's acquisition of Incited. Um, you know, I think you're going to see that more and more as you go forward, right, is, is um, you know, customer success organizations having to do more with even less resources and doing that community-led approach is definitely going to be one of those things where getting your customers to engage with other customers or even prospects, right, and, and right. how they're driving value. Um, I've been involved with, you know, I know uh, most people are at this point are aware of Gangrel Retain, but um, you know, that's yeah. to me like is kind of the one of the early, you know, earlier coming out of COVID, like it's yeah. it's truly CS community, right? The Gangrel Retain's customers are CS professionals and connecting CS professionals and really like we as, you know, those kind of holding, you know, holding the house together, really, you know, we are you know, CS experts, but it's really yes. about getting people to talk to each other within that community. So that's kind of the one thing we're already seeing, you know, seeing consolidation to some degree in that. And then the other piece of it is um, we need to create a lower barrier of entry for okay. people trying to break into CS. Um, I think, uh, you know, this is maybe a little bit bold, but I don't think yeah. customer success in its truest form is necessarily an entry-level role. Um, I think right. uh, it's really hard to get into CS as a truly entry-level person. Yes. You have to have some experience somewhere um, doing something, but I think for us to drive forward um, and get, get that next generation of talent, right? There's a lot of people who don't have the, the deep CS skill sets that are super passionate and super hungry, right? Sales yes. development yes. has done this super well and driving yeah. that kind of you know, early engine. And so I think we as CSMs and CS leaders have to figure out a way to create that same kind of engine, right, of developing people who are not super senior in, in the space period, um, but can create advocates, right? You get those people earlier in their career, you create lifelong advocates uh, for CS okay. by doing that. Um, and so that for me is the other piece of like, how do we make it easier for people to get into CS and adopt CS regardless of your experience? Amazing, amazing. And with this, Sony Jeremy, uh, the, the next question is linked that, uh, of course, you have given wonderful advices throughout the episode, uh, what a newbie can do out there. But one advice, one specific advice that you'd like to give to someone who is just breaking into CS. And maybe that one advice of yours can change someone's future out there. 
I'm actually going to borrow this from Gary V. If you know who okay. Gary V is, um, he actually had a, I saw a video a couple, uh, two, three months ago, and um, he wasn't he wasn't talking about customer success at all, but he was talking about learning something new. Um, and he right. said his his mantra was spend 40 hours on you know doing research and learning right you and and do all of it through as many free resources as possible right go to events attend webinars read blogs follow influencers and he said after those 40 hours then take what you've learned and and, and apply right apply through networking with people uh, apply through you know can you take those skills back into your current job right and can you build on that experience but i love that approach of um, you know starting really simple and just saying if you don't know anything about cs you know take a week right and i know that's really hard to take a week but you know however yeah. that looks like right take those yeah. hours learn there's tons yeah. especially in cs there's tons of free stuff everywhere yes um yes. but and then you know take what you're learning and then use that and start networking with people start getting bought in from other people that you you actually understand the concepts that you're learning correctly um, and people, if you have learned this thing correctly and you can articulate that well, you will start building in a tremendous value in these networks because people are going to now know who you are cool. because you know CS, even though you're yeah. not in the space. Um, and there's yeah. so many people who you know are doing that well that are now transitioning into CS yes. because they took yes. the time to do that research first. So uh, it's not necessarily my own original advice, but um, you know Gary V has a lot of those really you know really cool things like that, and it's one that I highly recommend that if you can do that taking time Amazing. to do that research first and then networking, right? That those are in that order, um, do it in that order. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Uh, of course, I loved the entire episode that I just recorded with you. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, I really wish that you had fun time too with me alone. yeah no it was great and uh maybe next time i'll uh, i'll get some kid cameos for this but uh, <laughs> i appreciate you having me and stay safe and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon sure 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 jeremy you also stay safe and uh, take care of yourself yeah all right bye now bye-bye I hope you enjoyed today's episode and if yes, please spread the word. I would love to know your feedback. Hence, feel free to drop me a ping over LinkedIn. Stay tuned to many more interesting episodes. See you.